Not when I'm scratching or anything. <laughs> She's scratching right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, good afternoon. Um, this is, I'm Cassie Smith, and today it is 12.10 on August 7th, 2012, and I'm here with Clemencia Zapata at the MS Barrientos Mexican American Cultural Center, and we're doing an interview for the, the MS Barrientos Mexican American Cultural Center Oral History Project. Um, do you give permission for me to record this interview on behalf of the Austin Sisters there? I do. I Great. do give permission. Um, could you please state your name and spell it for us? Sure. My name is Clemencia Zapata. That's C-L-E-M-E-N-C-I-A. Last name Zapata, Z-A-P-A-T-A. Okay. Um, so we'll start out really smooth. Um, okay. Can you tell us where you were born and where you grew up? Sure. I was born in San Antonio, Texas, and I grew up in the city of Milwaukee in Wisconsin. Wow, and what was it like to grow up in Wisconsin? Fantabulous. Yeah, what was great Loved about it. it. Loved it. Extremely diverse. Uh, it was like the, I lived in, grew up in a neighborhood that was like the United Nations. Wow. Great. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Was there a large <clears throat> Mexican-American community there? There were a lot of different ethnic groups there, uh, you know, Tejanos, Mexicanos, and, uh, Polish, German, Native American. It was extremely mm -hmm. diverse. Great. Um, and mm. where did you move to after, after leaving Wisconsin? After leaving Wisconsin, went back to uh, San Antonio for about four years and then went back to Milwaukee. No longer, I didn't like San Antonio. Wow, and what were you to doing? To live there. It was, I was, you know, it was a little bit, uh, it was very different and I was uh, very rebellious in my, in my younger age and some of that mm -hmm. kind of tagged on to my older age as well. But and were you playing music in San Antonio? I was, I started uh, actually playing professional music in San Antonio, um, I think when I was about 14 years old. Oh, wow. So I used to sit in with, uh, with Flaco and I played with a country and western band for about four years and you know but that's the legacy you sitting in with Flaco when I was about 14 years old. Wow know. and is that how you got started? Who, who introduced you to music? Um, actually I started playing uh, music or having an interest in playing music uh, in Milwaukee with my brothers. They used to uh, they used to monkey around a little bit with uh, instrumentals, with guitars, and I used to play on shoeboxes and uh, a big old ashtray that looked like a cymbal. In my brain, it was a cymbal. And uh, so I used to practice and play with them and awesome. record stuff on those old-fashioned reel-to-reel things, you know. Wow. And then did you did you have professional training after that or I did as a as a youngster. I uh, took private lessons and in junior high school I played in the in the in the band and in band and orchestra and uh, and did that through throughout my uh, uh, junior high school and high school. Awesome. And when did you move to Austin? I moved to Austin in 1985 in uh, February. And what, what, was, what was that decision like? 
Uh, wanted to get away from Milwaukee. I think uh, needing, feeling an internal change happening and, and really wanted to, wanted, didn't, I think I was through with Milwaukee and uh, wanted to come back to Texas but didn't want to move to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've visited Austin throughout my whole life. Um, I used to play here when I was in the 60s as a child, played uh, uh, childhood games, hide and go see, kick the can, baseball and stuff, and spent uh, many of my uh, summers here. So I always knew that if I would ever come back to uh, Texas, that I wanted to move to Austin. Oh, great. And when you got here, what was the scene like? Uh, very different. I lived way out north. Uh, my brother used to work for Motorola, so I told him, get us an apartment way north. So we were like, what is, it's not so far north anymore, it's Runberg, and mm -hmm. I-35 was brand new, it was like a brand new little city over there. And uh, it was, it was okay, it was good, different, uh, hot, you know, mm -hmm. as, as everyone says when they spend time here. But um, I didn't get into the, uh, the uh, community activism, uh, part until a few years later, maybe three or four years later. Okay. Were you involved in the art scene when you got here? No, not yeah. at all. No, I got a straight old, uh, I, didn't, I didn't do two of my passions, which were music and sports. Both of them, I just hung that up for a little bit and then uh, got a nine to five. Oh, wow. What was that nine to five? Can I Nasty. Ask? <laughs> Nasty. I'm not a nine to fiver. I really commend anybody that can do that on every single day go there because that's not how I could do yeah. that. So my first job here was actually uh, working as a courier for Ambank at the time. So that was great because I was out. I was able mm -hmm. to, uh, I learned the city and, and learned the ins and outs of the, the roads in Austin. That's very important. Yeah. And then what was the thing that got you into the music, art, activism scene? Uh, I wasn't happy. You know, I wasn't happy. You know, when, when you first move, uh, from you know, re when you relocate, you have to make sure that you're, you know, stable and feel a little secure. Uh, a little difficult to do that on, on uh, musicians' wages mm -hmm. and just uh, doing the art thing for, you know, uh, 100%. So um, I did, you know, I worked and, and realized I wasn't happy and uh, started uh, just playing music, getting involved with musicians and um, that's it. Nonprofit world, you know, the nonprofit world is always a good place mm -hmm. for for artists, and uh, that was it. That was basically it. I was uh, involved in '85. Actually, I was involved a little bit in uh, in structuring an organization that is now as it's Algo. Back then, it was mm -hmm. Algo, uh, uh, the Austin Latino Lesbian and Gay Organization, and has um, now been uh, a statewide organization. But uh, I was involved with that uh, and uh, getting that started and still in existence. So yeah, and good. at that time, what was the political climate like um, for Algo or for just in Austin? Well, you know, I was kind of new to the scene and coming from a place that is, um, that experienced uh, uh, diversity and I, it, it was too much, there wasn't like, people, folks wouldn't step on each other's toes. Uh, if you will, it was more of a respect for your for your cultural being, and and 
here was a little bit of a struggle, you know. You had the, the Mexicano, and then you had the Tejano, and then you had the white person and the black person. I mean, it seems like all the ethnic, you know, components of mm -hmm. ones being kind of melted here in the South. And um, I didn't see I didn't see as as much uh, structured diversity, if you will. Mm -hmm. It just was. <laughs> it was you know it's like yeah. you know it, it, being raised in Milwaukee, we had our Polish festivals, our German festivals, our Mexican mm -hmm. festivals, our Puerto Rican festivals, and it was you know all a, a show of pride. And it did. It's like I don't know if there was that much pride here. Um, and I, I'm, you know, if I look back, I can see that it's, you know, it's it's because of the struggles. It's it's hard to be, uh, it's hard for one to demonstrate their one's self pride, you know, when when you're being told no, no for whatever reasons, no, you can't speak English, no, you can't. You know, I didn't hear that in Milwaukee. I didn't hear no, you can't speak Polish. You know, that's the only thing I know. You know, yeah. like I can't speak. You know, it's like you didn't hear that, and so. Um, Oh, it's a little bit more in your face here. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, the uh, the discrimination is definitely more in your face. And was it geographical? Where uh, would you say there were certain parts of the city where it was easier or more difficult? Are you speaking of uh, here in Austin? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't experience um, those. You know, those borders. I I just took it all. You know, and when I first got here, I did start playing uh, ball immediately, softball. I got into a softball uh, league. So that was, even that was a little bit uh, challenging. Um, just, you know, being, being different, coming from a different place, trying to fit in and, um, and seeing, you know, just being respectful of what, what, uh, what was around me? What what, what was I what was I walking into? You know, <laughs> am I gonna want to stick around here? Am I gonna hurt somebody? Mm -hmm. <laughs> How's this gonna work? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I've always been pretty much you do. I I do what I feel like doing. You know, it's like I I, I live on the edge. I'll, <laughs> I'll cross that line. You know, I don't get too far away from it, but I I do cross the line, and and um, I don't have a problem really speaking my mind. So. You know, I have to be careful, kind of observe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And after you lived at Runberg, did you move? After Runberg, what did I do? After Runberg, I hurt my ankle. <laughs> That's why I didn't play ball for a while. I hurt my ankle, and uh, I moved in with my brother in Buda. And so I lived there for a few months while I was uh, recuperating from this broken ankle, and uh, that's I was kind of very secluded. I didn't I didn't come out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I think I was going through po possibly some form of depression. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like not not anything suicidal, but you know, it's kind of trying to find trying to find that that mm -hmm. equal that balance. You know, yeah. That, mm, and then you difficult. moved back into Austin after Buda. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, then I was here. Good. Um, how did you first become involved with the MAC? Okay, the <laughs> MAC. Um, or what at that time was Simaka, perhaps? Well, no, it was it was at that it was the the warehouses for the city of Austin. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I got involved with with La Pastorella, which was the the play that uh, that 
was held here and still held here. Uh, we used to use the warehouses as um, one of the, the biggest warehouse in the, on the property as the theater building. And uh, I, I got involved with La Pastorella through music, not, through, not because of the, the theater component, but through the music component of the play. So then that led to, I was involved with the Pastorella for like eight or nine years after that. And what was it like being part of that group? Crazy, wonderful. <laughs> that was, I mean, the, the community arts uh, folks here in Austin, I mean, it, it really is a family. When you get um, different leaders from the different, uh, different arts organizations, uh, we had, I think it was, um, what was it, uh, Pro, Pro, uh, Pro Arts Collective, Boy Vance, yeah, he, uh, I think he was a director or involved at that time, and you know, I'm not sure, I, I say director and, and uh, uh, in, during the, the earlier times of the organizations, there, you know, there weren't really director, I mean, we it barely got any funding, so it was, you know, it was some kind of a structure to be a nonprofit organization. I'm not even sure if Pro Arts was a nonprofit back then, but however, it was an arts group, and so there were a lot of uh, uh, collaborations with mm-hmm. with uh, with the elementary schools, junior high schools, and you know, the high schools, and and even in the in the community, adult artists. Uh, actors uh, that would come together for this play and so it was nice see three or four generations of um, of actors wow. in the pastorella i think it's still that way today it still is although family. it's gotten smaller mm-hmm. you know at that uh, we had a big warehouse so of course we took advantage of the space and and you know, I mean, we did build the pyramids, so we can build. We can build a. <laughs> we can build three sets to have one. Yeah, in this case, the pastorella was the shepherds, which was earth, and then you had heaven and you had hell. Wow. You know, so we had three big stages. You know, it, it was nice. Wow, and what was it like to perform in that space? It was great. It was yeah. great when beating off the, the rats and the mice and the raccoons. And other than that, it was good. <laughs> yeah, and, and what, what would you say the attendance was like when... It was great. They were like, it, the community really enjoyed it. Well, it also helped that, uh, uh, I think at one point we had, you know, I want to say like 60-something people in, mm-hmm. on cast. Wow. So that's like, I mean, including the choirs, because we had the age of the choirs, and we had the dance routine, you know, and it was just great. It was a lot of involvement. So uh, along with all with the uh, actors uh, comes family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it was like, what is this, an after school, for? what is this, a daycare? Because it was crazy. You know, everybody got fed, everybody would bring in food. It was just, you know, good you know, old school, old fashioned, we're doing this and we need everybody's help. And what was the schedule like? Uh, I think they would come in like at, you know, five or six in the, in the afternoon. It was after school. They'd come in and, and uh, we'd run through the show. We'd go and we'd do that every, at, back then we'd run it for a couple of weeks, a few weeks. And I think that's, we got permission to run it, I think it was um, 98. We got from uh, like two weeks to run it. We never left. Wow. <laughs> we never left. I think it was, they said, okay, here's the key, two weeks. 
Nope. As a matter of fact, I think I was the last one to leave the premises. Wow. Like, uh, you know, six, eight years later. That's amazing. <laughs> Who were some of the other key people at that time? That uh, Tomas, for sure. Tomas was like, he, had, he held the key to everything. He's the one that held that common thread. And so Tomas was around, and uh, uh, Donato, he was around. He was, an, uh, he was around as an actor, but he was also uh, a city employee, so he kind of knew some of the, the ins and outs of what was going on at that time and, and the transitioning of, of uh, it being a city facility where ho that housed. Uh, it was, I think it was a street and bridge repairs, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, once um, we won that, uh, the bond election, then we knew that this property was designated for the MAC. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, of course there's a board and CIMACA uh, was formed. They had, they had an office, uh, well actually it was Tomas had an office. And when uh, they were trying to figure out what to do with the, uh, with the, all the equipment, the uh, city equipment, the trucks and tools and stuff they had, uh, they moved, or it was suggested by Tomas <laughs> that they move to the, uh, to the old airport. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, nah, nah, I can't do that, nah, nah, I can't do that. And so they're over at the old airport now, you know, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and they're still there today. They're still right? there, you know, yeah. so. You know, they do listen, even though it's like they may not be, you know, it was their idea, of course, to move <laughs> to, move to uh, the airport, but um, we know the truth. <laughs> I understand that you had a rehearsal space. I did. Um, I had there. actually, you, you spoke uh, earlier of, of Seronato. Uh, we recorded Seronato's first CD in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had a, a little recording studio, a studio that, uh, and a rehearsal space that, we actually would use for the pastorella also to um, to record the music. So a lot of the music was uh, wasn't documented. Mm -hmm. So we were really shooting from the hip as to how should some of these songs go. Mm -hmm. We had no idea. Some we you know made up. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> it worked out good because they're still using now some we know of the, the made secret. up stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just get a few artists together and think of something. Were there other artists performing out there? What were or other events that happened when it was? Oh, there were several events. After a while, um, oh my God, I can't even think of how many people would started using the place. Uh, uh, they found out that there's a space. Yes, can we use it for even like uh, a wedding reception? They had they wanted a circus theme wedding reception, so that there was like a three ring circus going on. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, they had the people on stilts, you know. People, it was oh. it was nuts. It was nuts, but it was good. People got the use. There was their, um, another tenant here. Uh, folks that used to collect books for uh, to send to the prisons. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I remember. I forget what that organization's name was but they used to have back at the end because there was a row of of uh, of it was a building with different I guess there were different offices or different departments I think there were offices and um, the very last one was used for the for the book I call them the book people and uh, and I was over in the beginning at the very first part of it Tomas's office was all over the place we had it 
the raccoons chased him out of the <laughs> the ones that used to be actually it would be like right where the parking space oh is. wow yeah that okay. was the building that was a ro another row of building they used to have showers there so we see a lot of you know homeless people that that would that would stay there i mean that shot running water showers and stuff so that was it was it was a challenge you know i mean not not that they needed a place to stay but then after a while it was you know st you know stuff would be missing and you know we hit, we didn't know where some stuff went and, so that we had that. Uh, that was always a challenge, you know. Mm -hmm. See who who um, who has access to the place, who doesn't, you know. And um, what and then with the the board coming in, how was that going on? I wasn't involved with any of the political part of that at all. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, straight up community activist, you know, and went to went to the meetings just in, in show of support, as many many of us did. You know, mm -hmm. like all the when there were issues of no, nope, you can't have the pastorella there this year. Yeah, well, then you had like you know, eighty people coming in and say why, mm -hmm. <laughs> why can't? I mean, the place is vacant, it's open, you know. And what was the reason? Just couldn't. <laughs> just, couldn't. <laughs> just, just couldn't. People didn't want it. Uh, uh, at that point, I believe the the Simaka board uh, had. They had control of funds, and if we were trying to get funds for the pastorella, and they were trying to match funds, and they chose not to, and you know, for a lot of, lot of reasons. And uh, so we wound up said, okay, well, we don't need your money. We're still having it. We're still doing it. And we did it. And and uh, uh, the artists got together and said, you know, we'll do it, we, whether we get paid or not. And you know, payment for was nothing. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe you know, at the end yeah. of the whole run, you got a seventy-five dollar check. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> and you got you know, you got fed pretty good, and um, that's about it. But still, you know, it was the the uh, the fact that something it was going to happen, and you know, mm -hmm. they weren't going to they weren't stand in our way. And even though the place was cold, there were many times where it was cold in that warehouse. I mean, mm -hmm. the winters. You know, even though they only last <laughs> a couple, couple months, weeks. yeah, I say a couple, couple weeks. weeks, yeah, uh, it's you know, it was cold, and there was a few times where it's like, you know, I had to do some a little bit of scolding and, 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 and turn on these heaters, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a little bit of that happening. Wow, and how long um, were you guys housed in, in the warehouse? Hmm. Maybe four years. Four years. Okay. Possible. And then two years. Two, two, two years. years. Yeah, I'm thinking because it's uh well the second bond election was that was just, like ninety eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think I was on the advisory board. Yikes. Two thousand two, somewhere in there. And was there a time when? The warehouse closed, and what was the time like between that and when the actual um, construction got started on the new building? That was, hmm, don't get me to lie, but I think it's, I want to say like about four years. Four years. Three to four years. Um, do you remember when that happened, when they closed down the warehouse? Yeah, yeah, I should do. Uh, I mean, like the time, like the specific. Well, the timing has seemed to be in question of it getting maybe shut down quickly 
without much notice to... Well, I'm, I was the last one to leave. And at this point, it was... Um, the Simarca board was still the, uh, the, the organization that had the contract with the city for the MAC. And I know they had some, some monies that were um, uh, supposed to be for, for the MAC. And uh, they had a, 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 an executive director, a director, that came in from like nowhere and went through the money like that. And once they went, we were given like 80, we had, finally, we had like 85,000 left. And I think it was like gone, mm -hmm. and so we were we, we we had there were some community members that um, were pretty active in approaching the city and uh, trying to work with the city to uh, maybe take the contract back because we were not being represented by this board of directors. Mm -hmm. So um, I took a I took a, a little bit, and finally, when when they ran out of money. Well, they couldn't do anything. They're not gonna do anything for free, so that's they got mm -hmm. rid of the, we got rid of that contract. So then, uh, mm -hmm. that's when the city uh, put together an advisory board. Okay. And uh, that's when we said, okay, let's do it like this. Let's restructure. Mm -hmm. Let's get this thing built. Um, see what happens then. But let's we have to you know clean our house first. And, and when you have community members that are in, in, in a position of power and, and that uh, publicly would speak for the community, and the majority of the community was not behind that board, if you will. Um, there was you know, a lot of um, activities going on uh, that uh, weren't public. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what what they were trying to do. I won't even you know throw those accusations out there. But there were there were things that were happening that that were not supposed to happen with this property, and it was taking too long for this project to get you know kicked off to get it going. And we had already waited you know since 1998, uh, I believe, when the when the uh, when we got when the second bond was approved. So you know, the transition was taking a little bit too long. We were we, there was no trust in the in that in that board. So once we got excuse me, once we got the uh, the advisory board on, then things started moving. You know, some community folks will say, "Well, it shouldn't gone. It belongs to the people." You know, it, it. But this is this is the best that we could do at that time, so that we didn't give that control. So they wouldn't bleed us dry. <laughs> any monies. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a point where we didn't have any allies. They weren't trusting. How, we, how are you going to donate money? How are we going to ask folks? And this was a big um, community concern. How are you going to ask folks for money to build this project when we, we, don't, we don't have trust in where those monies mm -hmm. are? We don't know how they're being allocated, how those funds are being allocated. Um, there was no accountability. And I believe that's that's what it was that we were wanting. Uh, we wanted a, a facility, we wanted a cultural center, and we wanted it to be run for the community, it, for it to be accessible to the community. And I, I understand. I mean, there's there's a, a 
the struggles that happen, the challenges that happen when you know folks come in and and you can't they can't afford to use the facility that you know was built you know for the community, and I think there still has to be some kind of um, work done around those areas. But we've come a long ways. I mean, we're sitting here at the Mac. We're not sitting. Here. We're, I'm, I'm not watching rats. You know, going around the rafters. I can't tell you how many meetings that we'd have them in the warehouse, in the smaller part of the warehouse, and we'd sit there and I'd see eyes like this going, and I wouldn't even want to turn around. And Tomas would be sitting across from me and he'd go like this, and I'd be like, I don't even want to look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like not good. It's like not a good situation, but you know. We make do with what we have, yeah. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> and were there was there a temporary place for the pasarela or you know, events? I I believe it was over at the um, yeah, where Rude Mechanics have their place. At, mm. uh, what is that theater uh, right on uh, Hidalgo Street behind Shortstop? Mm. I'll think of it in a minute. But uh, uh, it, it was moved there, and it was somewhere else as well. There were a couple places that they had, La Pastorella. I'd heard that Algo had hosted it. You know, once. that's true, and that was um, afterwards. That's right, that's right. It was over when Algo used to have the, um, the theater. It was called the Tillery Street Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Tillery Street Theater. Yeah, the old Mrs. Bear's place. Is that still there today? Uh, well, the thrift store is. Uh, when oh, when okay. Algo first uh, went to look at the property, I was on the board of Algo at the time, and, and when Algo went to, when we went to go look at that property, it was still uh, the, the bakery, the, the warehouse for the bakery. I mean, it had the big walk-in ovens, you know, the, mm -hmm. uh, made of uh, brick, the brick ovens. That it, it was great. It was like filthy. You, you wouldn't even, you know, you can't, it's hard to imagine how things transform, mm -hmm. you know, from that. And because that, that was a space, it didn't, they didn't knock the building down. They just gutted the place. I mean, it was a, a you know, uh, a, a cement everywhere. So it was hard to, uh, to really gut it. You know, and there was no need for it. The foundation, everything was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, they totally gutted it, and it's it's wow. a great it's a great space. Uh, they did the folks that 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 bought the place, few investors bought the place. They they uh, they were good. They were good to the community, and they housed a lot of uh, nonprofits. It, way in the beginning, I was the very first one. We got an excellent rate for our offices, and we had a theater performance space. And we thought we were you know we were just the bomb, you know. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're not getting funding for that. We're not doing this. We mm -hmm. can't get money for that. We gotta let that space go. Mm -hmm. So that's where the uh, the Puerto Rican Dance Bookwork Company oh, is now. I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. So, but we definitely used that space for quite a few times, quite a few, mm -hmm. you know, quite a few years, and then uh, looked for other places. Once Algo didn't have the theater mm -hmm. the access to it any longer, and that's when it was moved out to the community. I don't remember all the places. Uh, I think Tomas would be a good one for that. He's just like a walking history book as far as all of these uh, <laughs> these dates. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> he was around from the very beginning. And at that time, what was your vision of the Mac? What did you foresee? I didn't see it like this. 
-hmm. I saw it more of, uh, I thought of, of the Guadalupe Cultural Center, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more barrio-ish, you know, this, uh, this is a little bit more retro, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought, I thought it would be a little bit more with a, with a, with a placita, you know, not a plaza, you blow placita, you know, with the, uh, with tile work, and, you know, I just saw a little bit more cultural, my vision was a bit more uh, cultural than this, as far as, uh, uh, for Mexican American Cultural Center, but, uh, you know, it's space, it's, it's mm -hmm. great, I mean, it's, and who decided on the architecture, was it the board that decided? I believe the board had to um, had to get a few a few folks in. There was a uh, you know a few folks that submitted their their uh, their architectural plans and and mm -hmm. basically between the board and uh, the city with the board's recommendation mm -hmm. okay. went with the architect. And what was it like being on the board? On the advisory board, uh, was really no different. Than, than being going to a meeting as a community member, you know. I mean, there's, there's a structure. There's a time to speak, a time not to speak, and um, uh, basically we were in uh, in the position of having to hire an executive director, a director for the Max that you know went through a lot of those applicants, and um, ultimately, you know, it's an advisory board. You know, it's, I, I think we're we're more of a the like the liaisons with the community and the city, and that was needed. And that was needed. You know, as an advisory board, you know, we know you, um, you you're working with the city. It's a city uh, project. It's not a, a it's not a, a nonprofit board of, mm -hmm. of your own of a profit organization that's um, managing the contract. So it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit different. Uh, I think it's uh, a little bit stress free as far as uh, having to come up with the, to pay the bills every mm -hmm. uh, every month. So that part is, uh, I was totally for because it's like look, this is what has to be done. The city needs to take mm -hmm. this thing, this baby back. Just to take to get, take control of it and get we need to get the funding and we need to know where this money goes. So we got folks like Marta Cotera coming in. We got Donato coming in um, to sit on the advisory board to be that that had credibility with the community members, with the with the with the folks that were going to invest time and money on this mm -hmm. place. And that's what we needed. Our goal and my goal at that time was to get the trust, get the trust back, so that folks would donate money. To this place and know that it was going to this place and not, you know, anything mm -hmm. else. Sure. How long did you serve on the board? Just a couple years. A couple years. Yes, yeah, a couple years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I, I was maybe two terms, whatever the terms were. The one was it mm -hmm. was it two year term or three year term? It's three years now. Is it so that much? I say a couple. I'm maybe five years. You know, time okay. flies. <laughs> when you're sure. fighting battles. Yeah. <laughs> and were you on the board when the the building actually was opened? No, no, I was no longer on the advisory board. Mm -hmm. Did you come to the opening? I was here at the opening. Yeah, did you play? No, no. Okay. Did not what, what do you remember about that, that day? 
okay. I remember the other board wanted to take credit of having their own opening. Oh. That's what I remember. Everything else was a festoon. I'm like, yes, those pendejos, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, what's this all about? <laughs> I was like, you know, after it, like the, what you're doing or what I'm doing, uh-huh. it's comical. It's like, Jesus, you know, like, you know, yeah. I was like, give it up already, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we understand the struggles. Yeah, it was a struggle. It was, you know, but I felt like their struggles were a little bit different than, than our struggles, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. they were struggling to try to uh, see who's going to trust them. And we were, our struggles were to get them out and so mm-hmm. get this show on the road here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, sure. was, that, was the, that was my priority. You know, it's like, this is taking too long. We're, we're just, we're fighting here amongst ourselves. You know, let's clean mm-hmm. up our house. You know, let's try to do this internally. And when that doesn't work, well, then we get help. You know, it's like, okay, city, you know, you know, watch your contract here. You know, it's like you're watching everybody else's contract. Watch this one, too. And it's like some people would say, okay, well, you're drawing attention to that. Yes. Yes, we are. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what worked at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it'll work every time. I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I'll call the cops every time I see something wrong, but right. sometimes you have to. And mm-hmm. this is basically what was done. Mm-hmm. And have you, I know, I know you have, you've played here um, and taken part in, in the Mac since it's been open. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your experiences? Sure. I just feel like I'm home. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like a stranger here. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, even though like I haven't been in this part. I, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it, but I don't feel like a stranger here. I, I feel like I'm, I'm home. You know, there's, it's, it's great. It's good to have a, a space to have events. I've played both in, indoors in the, uh, mm-hmm. the space downstairs, and um, of course where the pastorella was held uh, the past few years downstairs here, mm-hmm. and then uh, played at the outdoor events that, that they have with the live music. And has your vision changed? What What do you foresee? No, um, I think at some point, you know, it would be good if it were uh, be able to be continued or or how can I put this? So to, it would be good to be given for it to be given back to the community, for a community organization to take over. Uh, but I'm not sure if that would be, if that would be a good thing to do at this point. You know, there's, with the, with economics being the way they are, the, the you know, the economy being the way it is, it's, it would be hard to maintain mm-hmm. a place and to have, I could see the city partnering and I think that's kind of what this is. It's a, it's you know, with an advisory board. I think, I think it ha- it's going to have to be like this for for a while. I, I think we can pretty much get what we need for this facility. Just like any facility, we can get what we what we need, and it's and it's all going to be collaborations and working with and good intentions. If you have a good plan for the mm-hmm. good. Of the community, then it's gotta be, you know. It's not if, if when you start being mean about it, start being a little bit, you know, you have your own personal personal goals with this space that belongs to the community. That's not gonna work, you know. You have you have to really be open hearted and 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 open minded and see what's gonna work for this community, and still get 
you know, get the input from the community. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's, if you get a group, you, you know, if you get one person that'll say something, you know, it's always saying something, it's, after a while, it's like, there's that person, you know, I was complaining, I was complaining. But when you get a group of people, it's, that's kind of a little, little mm-hmm. hard to, you know, to turn away or not to listen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just knowing where to go, you yeah. know, who to approach, how to do it, and it's, you know, the same thing with anything else, with any other nonprofit, you know, seeking seeking uh, funding, you know, you gotta, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta have a track record. And I think that if the way, the way things are happening here, I don't really know the internal stuff anymore. I, I haven't looked at these records or these uh, minutes in several years. And uh, I'd like, I guess I'd like to see them at some point, just kind of, you know, just kind of fan mm-hmm. and see what's, uh, what's been going on. But I can see, you know, it's, you see, if, if stuff's happening, if there's activity, that's, that's mm-hmm. what has to happen. And what would you say would be the best way to bring in? I, I know that there have been a lot of people who've disenfranchised themselves from the, the MAC who've decided that either they're not as particip- they're not participating as much as they used that's to. Because it wasn't, it prob- you know, <clears throat> because it wasn't about the MAC, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, I separated myself from this because I was getting, I was concentrating on what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Certainly not because I wasn't interested in my, in my community and what was going to happen with this place. Um, but I've always had a connection to the community and that I always will, mm-hmm. uh, in one form or another. I believe that, you know, folks want to get away from the map. They got to have their own reasons and nine out of ten times it's going to be something personal. It's, you know, and it's going to be because it's, it wasn't, they weren't in it for the community. Because mm-hmm. then they, you know, it's like, you can't always go with everybody when you work as a community, as a community, and when you work with other, other folks and you start collaborating, you learn how to, you know, uh, you learn about the concessions, you learn, about, you yeah. know, what's, you know, it's like putting out your, your, you know, you bring all your toys and you put them all on the table. This is what I have, you know. What do you have? And mm-hmm. you know, it's so elementary. But some folks just want to, you know, they want. When it starts being selfish, I think that's when the arg- that's when the arguing comes in, and that's when nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. my opinion. That's, you know, if it's like the old. Why can't we just all get along? Yeah. You know? for sure. Oh yeah. There's been, there's quite a few. Could, we we could have been in the Olympics. <laughs> we could have been in the cultural contracts, cultural organizational Olympics. You know that would have been a good one. <laughs> um, how do you see the Max role in the Austin community? Um, what can it do? Does it fulfill something that other places can't, or is it lacking in some way? You know, well, I think you know we can always be more active. I think as a and and have a we have this facility we can always be out there but you know when you have a city facility you know, you got to have your guidelines and if it's not across the board you know mm-hmm. there's there's some things that you could do some things that can get waived and so you know but there um, there's there's just things we could just you know advise it is an advisory board this is what mm-hmm. we're hearing this is what this is what we need here this is you know and the thing is is to, you're going to hear the same thing. We need an affordable place to have our events. 
Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to, that's the thing, you know, it's like, so there should be, and there are, I mean, I know, I know this, and then by the same token, you can't give everything away, because then how are you going to maintain it, you mm -hmm. know, so there is that balance, you know, you know, folks that get pissed off at the Mac are probably pissed off at, uh, at maybe the director or pissed off at another, at some, mm -hmm. It's something else. I don't think they're pissed off at the Mac itself. Right. You know, it's whoever's running it or mm -hmm. not. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to kind of sum up, what do you think just the, the, the hardest part was about getting the Mac here? Um, I think the hardest part was, was uh, cleaning our house. Mm -hmm. uh, the, har the hardest part was internal. It's like when, you, you know, you've got family problems. You know, you're all, you, you love each other because you're family members, but, you know, there's some of those family members that, you know, you wish you could just get rid of. And uh, we did. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, in a nice way. Uh, or sometimes not so nice. But uh, I think that was the hardest thing, was to be, to have to go. So, again, I'm not, you know, I won't pick up the phone and, hey, you know, call the cops on, on this guy because he's, you know, whatever. So it was hard to go to the city and say, this is what's going on, we need your help. Because it's like you're, you're, you know, it's um, you're whistleblowing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, and when it's coming from within, and the city doesn't know, at the, and I say the city, whoever the, was in charge, uh, at, at Jay was in, uh, Jay Stone, I don't know if he's, he's still around, he's a, he's a good guy. Um, they didn't really know. They think, oh, this their community, you know, that they, they want this, they want... No, there was a lot of internal struggle. And I think mm -hmm. that was the hardest thing, to get this, the internal struggles resolved, and some of them are still not resolved, and, and so maybe those are some of the folks that are staying away. And, and that's okay, it, you know. But I think that was basically the uh, the, the the hardest thing: getting the account, getting the accountability, getting the trust, getting the trust back, uh, getting the commitment. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, when I was asked to be on the on the advisory board, I didn't know if I wanted to do it. Um, you know, it, it takes time and, 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 you know, and then you, you, you have limitations when you're on the advisory board. It's not, you know, you're, in a, you're just making sure that this is, says it's fine and that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's all here on paper and all the paperwork is done. And, you know, there are some, there's things that got done through the advisory board, like we got the plazas, sure. the things named, all the, you know, other parts of it when they were talking about changing the name on the, when the building went through that, you know. So all that was community too, because at one point mm -hmm. they wanted this to be called. Uh, it was a big proposal for it to be called the Perez Ramos Cultural Center, mm -hmm. and because of the the, Ram, uh, the Ramos family and their involvement in the in the community and in the in music uh, component of the community of the arts, and um, so that was real hard to. And I was I was you know one of the people that said you know I don't think we should change it. Mm -hmm. And and then in, in uh, Emma's passing, all those years, Emma was very instrumental in getting the Mac in the beginning through the for the, the bond election. She was very hands on, so I could see that part of the of 
of the name being changed. I, you know, I didn't have a vote or not. At that point, it was like, you know, that's, she's a credible person, you know. Uh, she's, she actually worked to get this bond election. So I thought that was a, uh, it was, it was an okay move. It was a good yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, I thought, why don't we name the plazas after these folks and stuff? And so that's what, you know, that's what happened. Because you don't want to not recognize uh, these folks, but what is the, you know, what is the level of recognition? And why, what if, you know, uh, Manuel Dali comes and says, I want this to be, you know, I'm older than <laughs> Ruben. I, I, I want it to be named, you know, so it's... It wasn't just now, okay, we're not talking about band leaders now. We're talking about actually, you know, community, community, you know, activism, cultural stuff, you know, hands-on, you know. So I think it was good. It was good that Elma uh, got recognized and, and, and this building is named, this facility is named after Elma. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the most rewarding times that you've had in your history with the MEC? Being able to sit here and talk about it, yeah, you know, sure, sure. Um, we we've got so many stories. I mean, we've got you know, literally blood, sweat, and tears um, that came from this place, and just to be able to talk about it, you know, to be able to talk about it because it did happen, and for people to know that it's not just like, oh, look, there's a building, you know, that everything that happens in the transition in, in the transitional periods to getting this building, you know, moving the trucks out, moving the rats out, moving the, you know, getting the homeless people really some place to live, you know, so all those things, you know, and, uh, that's rewarding. To me, that's rewarding. Great. Is there anything that you would like to add today about your experience? Uh, anything at all? No, I don't believe so. I think uh, we pretty much covered it, and uh, thank you for doing this, you know, and thank you to the, uh, the History Center. For documenting this because it's definitely something that has to be done uh, folks need to know yeah. stuff you know just like we need to know stuff from way back you know yeah. this is this is gonna be way back you know sometime in the mm -hmm. future and uh, so it's good this is good I'm glad this is done and there's many many more stories yep. you know some I'm sure we could make into a movie <laughs> oh, they already did that one. It was called what? The Alamo, was it? Okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're more than and welcome. We look forward to, to hearing more stories, and you can come down to the History Center and and listen to some of them. I'm going to. Like. I'm going to. This definitely gives me motivation. Awesome. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. I appreciate it.